Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. How are you doing today? Everything's fine, Jess. No, it's a little crazy. It's frustrating sometimes because I'm continuing to use my planner. It's daily by hour. And I get so excited each week when I get to put the planner together because it brings me calm and I feel like I can add the self-care items that I want, including working out and exercise and meal prep and all the things to not stress out. And so today's plan was at 9.30 my time I was going to go to yoga and then I was going to come back here and we're going to do the podcast recording. And then the kids had school canceled for extreme cold. What's extreme cold for Chicago? If it's planning to be 20 below in the forecast. And when do you find out? When do they announce it? 3.30 yesterday. PM? PM. I had an inkling though because I kept looking at the forecast. And so then I had planned for appliance delivery. Well, it was supposed to be later this week. They were like, we can come tomorrow. I was like, sure. And then I had scheduled months ago our sump pump backup. Lots of adulting things I scheduled that came today. So what appliances are you needing? They were supposed to install the coffee maker. Okay. Notice how I'm wording that? That's correct. They were like, we can't install it. We can deliver it. Opening. I had already had it. It was actually Mm -hmm. in the cavity, but it is a half inch on each side too wide. And so we need to have our cabinet maker make the cavity smaller so they can fit it. So my dream of waking up tomorrow morning, first world problems, using my new coffee maker is not happening. It will happen another day. You know what was really fascinating when we had, we have double oven installed in the wall and we have a microwave drawer. What was interesting, and I understand this is not happening with your coffee maker, but they have like metal strips of different sizes that come with it. And so then they, yeah. So the opening is bigger than necessary and then the size of metal strips they do to frame it was different which I didn't know that was that existed so that was fascinating to me that is I'm a little yeah I'm a little frustrated doing a kitchen project is a tremendous amount of detail and as the homeowner you're the one who really if you have a good team of people you're working with you are responsible for the final decisions and so That's how we've taken over this project to make it not stressful so that anybody who is to blame, for lack of a better word, is us, right? So we want to know we're making the right choices so that we don't have to, we can still not get frustrated with people we're working with. But it seems like the way that you're doing your renovation is that you are the project manager. 
And yes. there are ways to do it. Like when we had ours done, I was not the project manager. Yes. So then um, I didn't have to do any of those things. So I, I think, wasn't the middleman. So it wasn't it wasn't as stressful for me. Does that make sense? Yes. You guys have a really great relationship with your contractor. Yes. And so by choosing that contractor, then when you need all these other subcontractors, you have to get them yourself. Our guy brought in all the people. And they're all amazing. His guys are amazing. The challenge with our project really has been the fact that we're building a custom cabinetry feature wall, which required a custom cabinet maker. And that's not your guy? That's not our guy. No. Mm. We have a general contractor. The general contractor, Stephen, he's amazing. His people are amazing. All the people, his subcontractors. Who is installing the The maker. appliance people. Because we order, so the appliance company abt here in chicago area that's really amazing and does all the high-end appliances that's really to me that's the go-to place jesse the store in the suburbs has a giant water fountain in the middle and makes warm chocolate chip cookies like every mm -hmm. 30 minutes yeah <laughs> it's an amazing store but anyway they have their own installation people because it's all high-end appliances so these people are like specially trained so we bought all our cabinets a year in advance then when we installed our cabinet, when they came in, we installed our kitchen. They, we had to schedule them to come out and they had to physically install all the appliances. And then we still have things that weren't ready at the time. So like we have a wine fridge and a coffee maker that we had and they have to be installed. The wine fridge has to be like, both of them have to be like screwed into the cabinetry. They're like all built in. And so that's what they come back and do. And they have all the thing that kind of sucks is that they what I guess I was going back to. I know this is boring in case our listeners are falling asleep, but there's a ton of documentation on how how big a cavity needs to be, what the dimensions are, blah, blah, blah. And we study all that stuff and we meet and we work with everybody to make sure everything is right. And then in this case, the documentation's light. I mean, they, the guy comes out and he was like, that needs to be 22 and an eighth inch wide. I know it. It is what I can tell you right now. And I was like, well, where's that? I like, I looked up the installation stuff and he was like, yeah, this doesn't really say that. He's like, yeah, it's a little light on stuff. And then the other guy's like, he's like, here, I'll have my guy send you the dimensions. And that guy was like, here, it's 22 and 5 16 He's like, no, don't read that documentation. It needs to be 22 and an eighth. So I was like, how was I supposed to know that then? So that's that kind of stuff. There's like tribal knowledge. Anyway, it's fine. They have to come back anyway because we're, doing the wine fridge at a later date. So, But I think it sounds like when people are so specifically trained, I don't know, that annoys me. I remember we had, we we're going to have a TV installed and they were like, we can only install the TV. We can't put a piece of wood up. Or you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because... Like when you're like, can't you just do it? Can you do it? No, I'm just the installer. Well, I'm I not think... the hole cutter. And it's I'm like, a... okay. well, I think I'm a bit of a pushover because when our GC, Stephen, he has a love-hate relationship with the appliance guys because that's his life. If he does kitchens, he deals with them. And he, they're like, he gets annoyed because he's a carpenter by trade. You just figure shit out and you just get it done. Right. Whereas he feels ABT at everything. The opening is perfect. So you can just put the little drill holes in and anything that comes up that's a variation, like the installation, people can't do it. And he's more like, you tell them to put some shims in there and they'll get it installed. And I was like, oh, yeah. maybe I should have been a little bit firmer with them. Right. So. Well, and I, so we... They ordered, we went through a fancy appliance place and they ordered the wrong oven. Remember, I've already talked oh, to the podcast. Oh, yeah. 
they ordered black stainless steel and it was her fault. And I was like, because you know how sometimes stainless steel is wrapped? And so I was like, maybe I'm wrong. And I'm so glad I was there during the install. And I was like, that's not the right color. And they were trying to put it in. The guy's trying to put it in. I was like, no. And I called the woman and she was like, oh my gosh, it was one letter off. I'm so sorry. And this was November. It was before Dominic's birthday. And it would have been like, right, six to 12 weeks then to order a new one. And we'd be way past Christmas, way past holidays. So I found the same oven at Home Depot or something, right? I found it somewhere else. And then Home Depot or whatever is like, we can't, we can deliver it to your garage. We can't like even bring it in the house or whatever. So then I called our construction company and I was like, can someone, you know, they knew, they all knew, right? They'd been in my house for like two months that I, that I needed the oven. It was for Dominic's birthday and they all knew. And so they were like, we'll install it, you know, for like a hundred bucks or something. Right. And then they came and did it for me. So like, let's say it was a Thursday they were installing and then I had the oven, you know, by the next Wednesday. Yeah. But it was when you go through like a nicer appliance stuff, you go through them and then you have lifetime warranty and you have white glove service and they manage all your stuff. But I was just like, I don't really care. So I agree. I think you have to kind of be adaptable. (laughs) And in all reality, I don't feel like this kitchen project has been that stressful on the level of stress I have typically deal with or like a variety of things because We've really tried to not drive a strict timeline here and there. And so it takes as long as it takes in some way. Like, and I love, I'd rather work with people who I enjoy working with than work with a bunch of jerks and try to get stuff done fast. So So is there a timeline? Just keeping making progress. You know, so I think the cabinet maker, it's one guy and it's a huge wall and it, it's definitely much more tedious than probably he would want the type of project he would want and he's older retired carpenter kind of guy so he's like he hurt his back and he had to take time off or whatever so he's so great to work with he's so lovely and we love his wife she's like really the design person but it's slow so like he worked here all day yesterday which means he probably won't come back for a couple days because he's not like everyday intense do the thing it's like work hard take a couple days off do a little more work But he also works at his own pace. In fact, when he quoted the work, it was like 40% cheaper than the other bids. And we know he does great work. So I was like, will you do this project? I know you pick and choose what you want to do. We will completely do your timeline, whatever pace you want. So that's what we get. And so kind of knew that going in. But actually, let's go back to this. You ordering something that this is, I think this is hilarious. This is the universe telling me something. So I don't have any slippers and it's cold and I had slippers, but you know how they get all gross and you throw them out and then you kind of like do without. And it's like, you know, it's below zero. So it's cold here and I need to do something beyond socks. I ordered Beckett some sneakers because you know how your children, this is how I know to order my kids sneakers. A, they don't fit anymore. And B, they say their feet start hurting. So Beckett needed some new shoes. So I usually order my kids three pairs of sneakers and then they pick one pair. Yeah, I give them, I show them what's in my cart. They can veto stuff, but I grab a couple sneakers, pick them out. They pick one, I send the rest back. So I ordered Beckett three pairs of sneakers from 
Amazon. This was one of the pairs of sneakers. They're Adidas uh, Adrenaline GTS. Are they slip-on running shoes? No, they're running shoes on Adidas. Yeah, but they have slip-on running shoes. They look. I like- don't. That's what these are. Yeah, no, but these are not. So these are regularly like a hundred dollars, but the pair I ordered, I also shopped for like things that were discount, and they were on sale for forty-two dollars for his specific size in a specific color. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get those because I also have decided to spend a little bit more on sneakers for my kids. Well, I spend probably between 40 and 60 is like my max for the most part. Wes, sometimes I spend more depending on his feet situation. And then I'll buy some insoles. Anyway, so I was really excited about these. I thought they were a good deal. I got him a couple other shoes. He opens two boxes yesterday. He picks these like turquoise. He likes the bright color turquoise Adidas. I open the bag for the... Sneakers. They're like, yeah. Are they size eight Uggs? They're fugs. They're called uh, cloud bugs. Size eight of the mini boot. Yeah. Women's size eight. His were men's five and a half. Yeah. I'm like, the universe wants me to have these. Yes. I love the mini, like the Ugg mini boot. I love those. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, so I was like, and I looked up, those are regularly like $65. So, I paid 42 for Adidas sneakers. So I was like, ah, we won't be returning those sneakers anyway. No, that's a good deal on those boots or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are nice to have. That's what I thought. Cause then I was like, what do I return it? And like, how do you even return something that like is like, it's not like there's a box that was like, you sent me the wrong product. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there is. Wrong product. And oh, it is. To me. It's oh. happened to me multiple times. So weird. I will get, like, we'll have to, I'll have to ask Justin what it was. I don't remember what I ordered, but they sent me a tarp. <laughs> Wasn't even like, we were like, oh, I want to go back and look. But it was like, I'm trying to think, of, I mean, it would be like I ordered a hoodie and they sent me like an orange tarp. Yes. <laughs> if you were like, how would anybody like, and I, I was trying to think what the code was on the tarp because I, like the code wasn't anything close. Like it wasn't anything close to yeah. like how it made yeah. it through. To get there. But yeah, it says you can say wrong item. Mm-hmm. Funny. Yeah. yeah so so well, my that, feet are I, warm. So I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. Yeah. Anyway. We only have a three-day week as well for school because we don't have school on Friday. So at least you guys only have a three-day week. One of the things I wanted to talk about, I know I've talked about this a little bit before, but Giovanni hates school. And especially the night you know, after a weekend, right? A Sunday Mm -hmm. night, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we had a three-day weekend and he was like, I don't want to go to school. This has been consistent since he was three years old to where I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like he has said, I don't want to go to school. I hate school for six years, a continuous six and a half years. And I, I like to employ the methods from how to talk when your kids won't listen. And that whole give your kids in fantasy what you can't give them in reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, uh, what magic power would you want? I wish we had all the knowledge. We had all the knowledge on different stuff, but then he's getting used to that and he knows what I'm doing because he's got homeschool in his mind now. I know dad put it there, but he's always said that anyway. And so I was like, you know, Giovanni, so our kids in grade school. Have you school, asked him like, what is it? Sorry, yes. What is yes. it about school? Mm-hmm. It's too long. Okay. It's too long is the number one thing. And we, our school actually does have a longer school day than a lot of schools around here. Okay. And so like 
CCSD starts. So when Gabby started, she would start at, was it like 750 to 220? And he goes 755 to three. So it's like 30, 40 minutes longer. Okay, but we have more days off for planning. We have more half days. Anyways, so it's too long. So I, he was like, why can't I just be at home? And I said, well, homeschool or is for parents who are home. And he was homesick one day last week and I was working in the office. And so I said, when you were home last week, where was I? He was like, you were working. I was like, yeah, I can't help you. They have blended learning. They also have AR tests. So you, it's called yeah. Accelerated Reader. You yeah. read a book, you have to take a, t- a test. You have to get so many error points. So he's been reading a ton and but he's not taking the AR. And when I was like, we need to take an AR test, and he is like fighting me on it. So I just use it as an example of like, how am I supposed to homeschool you when like I ask you to take an AR, refuse to do it, or yell, or I'm not doing this. And so that's not going to be enjoyable for me. I'm not a teacher. That's not enjoyable when I ask you to do work and you don't do it and you fight. When I brought that up, he stopped. But it does just make me think like what is happening there is he not meant for traditional school or what would help him be successful but what's funny is i volunteer at the school and gabby sees him and he's like the bmc everyone yells his name everyone knows him i get consistent feedback since he was three from the staff that he's like a favorite of the staff because even though he's a wild man in our house and runs around and jumps and is crazy his reputation at school is like he sits quietly he's very good he likes to help others he's very friendly he doesn't like his reading group this year because he knows he has street smarts and he knows he's in the lower reading group like he's looking at the functioning of the people in the reading group and he's like this isn't my vibe <laughs> and but the teacher that has him for reading group loves him like she loves him and she constantly tells his teacher how much she loves having him in her classroom. So I tell him that when he says I don't like school, I say like, you know, you have all your friends that can't wait to see you. I remember when I would go to school and my best friend would be gone. I'd be so sad because everybody loves him. So I don't know. Similarities in terms of Beckett, meaning that it's almost like their school personality is slightly different than their home personality. So what if that's part of it? Because Beckett feels similar. That's exhausting. I don't know what it is, but it's sort of something around they don't like to have to be the person they are at school or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like a lot of energy. It takes a lot of emotional energy to be perfect at school. Yes. Because he has sat quietly. He doesn't even want to like ask. Like we've had stuff where he was struggle, but he didn't want to ask a question because he doesn't want to bother the teacher. He just wants to like lay low and be all love and kindness and positivity. I agree. So it's like when he has. They have this thing called the checklist and they have all of this blended learning. So it's online. They do I ready math. I ready reading ST math reflex every day. And so I've been getting to the point, especially after reading How to Talk When Your Kids Won't Mm -hmm. Listen, about like not giving a shit about it. Like, I know it's a long day. I know you're in school all day long and then you come home and have blended learning. And so he doesn't care about it. So I'm just like, don't do it then. I think, yeah, I think it is 
that they don't like doing things that they don't want to do and they're younger and there has not some maturity there <clears throat> and increasingly school is full of not being able to do what you want to do but at home they can do what they want to do and so maybe yeah. it's something about that right something yeah. about like and i agree with you it's it is the traditional american education system maybe that is that right because if they went to let's just throw out montessori they get to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And Beck likes to learn. I know Jill is a Jill is a smart kid, and I would not. You can tell me if I'm wrong here, but if he is interested in something, he will be very deep interested into something if it's something he wants to do. But if it's not, then is he? That you know, and you that's think? interesting. I was thinking about that last night, like. And my, when I go, I don't know if any parents listening daydream about being a homeschool mom when I'm like, well, then I could like have him write reports about things he cares about. But then I was like, what does he care about? One of the things is Henry Heckelbeck series. And I think it's a little bit below his reading level. And mm -hmm. so he feels really good. So he's reading like 70 pages a day. And so I, this was from, again, I know the how to talk books, but when they say you need to read 20 minutes a day. And he is like, I don't want to read 20 minutes. Okay, how much do you want to read? Five minutes. Fine. I don't care. Read five minutes. Right. Because you don't want them to hate reading. So he sets a timer reading five minutes. And guess what? He likes the book. He keeps, he reading, keeps reading, even though yeah. the timer goes yeah. off. Yeah. And then he read 70 pages, which feels amazing because it's 70 pages. And now he's been reading like one to two books a week, which he feels awesome. I read to him and I think that counts toward the reading. And that's how it was yes. at Montessori. Yeah. I read yeah. to him at night. We read the Magic Treehouse books at night which I think are his reading level. And so then we're getting all of these books. And so anyway, so I've just been trying to fine tune like, okay, well then I'm not going to push. I'm like Dominic, Dominic, there's here's Dominic's school, right? I wish Gabby could advocate for herself. Dominic's like, I got a 92 on my science test. And so I went to ask the teacher, what did I get wrong? And then she looked at them and it turns out she had the answers wrong. And so I got none wrong. And so he's like, I'm going to keep checking my grade. And if not, I need you to email her because I got 100. <laughs> like Dominic is like, why didn't I get 100? Right. Gabby and Gio are like, I'm going to lay low. I don't want anybody to look at me. I'm not ever going to say a word. Even though we can look and say, Gabby, you need to talk to the teacher. This is correct. She would never. She's like, no, yeah. my teachers don't let you do that. And Dominic's yeah. at the same school. And he's like hustling to get his 100 all the time. The old school, I'd say Wes had a fair amount of homework, but the kids don't have that much homework. First of all, they are allowed... The other thing is they are allowed classroom time, both of them, to get their work done. And they have like study hall here and there. So, yes, exactly. So Gabby gets hers done. Dominic gets his done at school. But what I'm saying is, is Geo, if you don't get the iReady reading done, you have to continually take it till you get it. Yeah. So you can't move forward. So that's stupid. So then I'm like, whatever. I mean, your mental health is important, right? So yes. if you're stressed out. But you're also, right. I mean, I don't think grades matter that much to like sixth grade. No, personally. no, no. And I'm I mean, I do part of me, you know, the achiever in me. Someone was telling me that like they start advanced placement in fourth grade. So depending on who he gets in fourth grade, then that's going to depend him going into advanced placement in fifth grade, which impacts advanced placement in sixth grade, which will trickle, you know, but then I'm like, I don't care anymore. I don't care. And let me tell you something, by the way, and this is the last thing I'm going to talk about education. I've talked about this before and it pissed me off a little bit Sunday, but um, I've got some Girl Scouts in our local public school. And several years ago, CCSD changed it in the high schools that you have the entire semester to hand in your homework. 
So you could do nothing and have a zero the whole semester. And on December 8th, hand in all your homework and not lose crazy in high school. Yes. And number two, you can retake your tests. Okay. So my friends that have kids in the high school are telling me, no, you can't retake. It depends on the teacher, blah, blah, blah. Right. So my Girl Scouts, very high achieving. They want to go to very high top 20 colleges. And they were saying, oh, we're, we're selecting our classes. I'm going to do AP, AP, or should I do dual credit? And I was just like, oh, well, but if you do dual credit class, you'll definitely get the college credit. If you do AP, you may not get the college credit, you know, because when you do AP, you get a bump up in your grade, but you have to take the AP exam. And if you don't get a high score, you don't get the college credit. But if you take a dual, dual credit class, you'll get the bump in your grade and you'll get the college credit. So I was telling her that. And she said, yeah, but I won't be able to retake math tests and I'm not going to take math unless I get to continually retake it. So even on AP classes, they're allowed to do that? Wow. So I know that people are telling me that it depends on the teacher, but this is her experience in school and they're in all these AP classes. And Gabby was pissed and Justin was in the room and he goes, well, in the real world, you can't retake. And I looked at Justin and I was like, do not talk Mm. to these teenagers. And Gabby was like, I don't get to do that. If I fail, I fail, Right. We have no extra credit in our school. Our school toes a hard line. However, Gabby, we tell her all the time, you are so ready for college. I 100% believe that your school is a college preparatory academy. You are prepared because of the rigor of it. And so it is frustrating when you look at a GPA and someone's not familiar with the school that my kids go to and you look at like the high school that my Girl Scouts are going to, they're going to have similar GPAs. And let's say they both have 5.0s. It looks like they have high academic rigor. But I think that's total BS if they get to continually retake the test. I just I just fanatically disagree with that. Well, unless the world was like that. It's and your boss was like, you get another chance for the presentation, Susie. I think the part that is can be frustrating is it's different. Every school is so wide. That's where like it's interesting because it's like every school is so wide variety in terms of their academic rigor but sometimes it isn't always aligned with their reputation when we talk about college the other piece to me is what about don't colleges do they set like a certain number of kids they accept from different schools anyway so like i think so i think let's just say like i I don't know i think the reason that it annoys me is this we chose our home 15 years ago because of our school district yeah and the high school that our kids are zoned for I don't know where it is now, but it was one of the top high schools in the entire state of Nevada when we moved here. And so it has a reputation, right? It has a strong reputation. And so that's why I'm annoyed. It's also like it's gotten out of hand, right? Because in some ways it makes sense to not hold a hard line in terms of like they're a high school. They're still learning, giving them opportunities to be successful and not holding them to a specific thing. That totally makes sense. But when the kids come and just expect those to, like, high achievers are mad at an 87 and they continue retaking it till they get yeah. a 99. That's why it's stupid. Yeah, it's being kind of like abused. The philosophy, uh, yeah. like the intention right. was, yeah. was a good intention sort of thing. I, but, yeah. And by the way, I would do that. We had a history teacher, right? Mrs. Dillon, and you could do extra credit. I did extra credit so I could have 100 I, so in her class. I, and I did not need extra credit. But I was a psycho student like that, and I wanted the highest grade I could possibly get. 
I think we're losing sight of everything, even for my kids' school with the hard line. I don't necessarily agree with that either because to me, it's about the children learning the material. And sometimes I feel like my kids are being tricked, like particularly when Gabby went to high school, where it's like you're being tricked about the material. We're going to teach you this material and then here's a study guide and then we're going to test you and it's on something totally different that we've never explained. You're like, what's what? That's, I mean, if I think about the reason why I pulled the kids out of previous school, yeah. I, I think for, for Wes, for sixth grade, he was not doing well in social studies and they had these study guides and I studied with him. Yeah. And we pulled up the materials. I bought the books. Yeah. Even on like use book things because it was some crazy yeah. thing. And he still would not do well. And I was like, I don't understand. We worked on the study guide. So I, I then attributed that to just not quality teaching and or not a great curriculum, whatever it was. And so that was like definitely one of the reasons that frustrated me because I think in, especially in the lower grades, eighth grade and below, your kids are just learning kind of executive function. You give me a study guide, you test me on things that are on that study guide. Don't get too crazy on it. Yeah. I um, think for our school, our high school started when Gabby was in third grade. So 2020, I believe, was their first graduating class. And so I think for the lower grades and a little bit for middle school, they have staff that are like tenured. You know, they have a really solid staff that are staying there. I think there's a little bit higher turnover in our high school. And so every year, if she gets a newer teacher, they're figuring out our curriculum and how to employ it. But I do think our school is really flexible. Like last year, we had a new teacher, a math teacher, and he's had taught math for like 45 years. Mm -hmm. And they said our math curriculum is the hardest curriculum in the country. So first quarter, all of the freshmen were getting C's in this honors math and everybody was freaking out. And so now we've learned that the students and the teacher take the first quarter to get to know each other to see what works out if it's a newer teacher. And I do think that people work and change. And also, though, you do have to be, this is why I think it's college preparatory, is you're going to get a professor that sucks. You're going to get a professor, right? How, didn't you have professor? Like that, right? You're, you're, they're in graduate school and they're really good at research and they're terrible at instruction, but that's part of their program, right? And so you're going to get people that aren't, that things don't translate very well. And so you have to learn to advocate for yourself and ask questions and figure out how to get the material yourself. Like if the book isn't working and what they're saying isn't working, hello, you have a computer. Yeah. Watch YouTube videos and figure out what helps you learn that material best. And I think that's giving her those skills. So she's going to be in CSN in the fall. And I think she's going to be totally fine. And I think that it is, it does prepare her for the real world. But it's a balance for every kid and what you want for every kid. And because you get to retake the test 10 times, I'm like, I think Geo, I'm going to send Geo to that school. I'm like, and that makes me think maybe I should have yeah, our school. True, I feel like yeah. is grade plus. I feel like he's in third plus grade. And if he were at Twitchell, he'd probably be like the highest. I'm like, maybe I just need to send him to Twitchell and then it's not going to be so stressful. It's a shorter day. And maybe that will work better for him. Better it for just him. has that's me good, thinking yeah. what's best. You know what yeah. I mean? I What's the know. cut? Like one would be a good, is it K through four and then five through? Eight? All the elementaries here are K through five. Okay. K through five. Okay. Yeah. So it makes me wonder because Geo is, his well, day starts. Grade. 
He's so third even if he grade. did next year, just hypothetically. It just makes me wonder. Years under Savannah's belt. at Twitchell. Like he knows oh, Savannah. He okay. knows people at Twitchell. And it just makes me wonder. It's a shorter school day. It's like, you know, where we live, Twitchell's like less. I mean, that's where Gabby went to elementary and that worked out really well for her. So anyways, it just makes me wonder. I think that's, I don't you know. know what? My kids hated, started to really not like school in the old school. They really didn't like it. And so I think they like school more in the new school. So it's kind of like figuring out, yeah. almost like listen to your kids and figure out what it might be. If it's time, you know, sometimes they just complain and for complaining sake. But I think it's good that you're listening to his cues and kind of just thinking about what might be a better totally. situation. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share with another mom. And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.